being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. I do appreciate it very much. Before we get to John, real quick, I did want to ask Paul, because we talked about this through the break, and uh, actually had a great caller or a great listener that normally calls in, but went ahead and emailed me that I think we need to make a correction to uh, Craig's call earlier on Colorado being a no-fault state. I I didn't think we were a no-fault state, and I don't know what it's like in you know parking lots and so on, but as far as the roadways go, uh, we, we Colorado is an at-fault state, not a no-fault state. Correct. Which means all the more reason why you should have the police determine who's at fault and have that all dialed in at the time of the accident. It just makes your claims so much easier. Right. So, we, we, you know, again, I want to make sure I, I emphasize that Colorado is an at-fault state, not a no-fault state. And I think we maybe at one time were, Josh and I were kind of going back in time, and I'd have to look it up to be specific. Maybe at one time we were, but we, we are not right now. We are an at-fault state, and, again, that's why you want to make sure the police show up and handle things correctly and make them do that, by the way. John, you're up next. Hey, John. Uh, got a suspension question, but first, I remember you picking on me for using a torque wrench on my uh, oil pan bolt. <laughs> Frame plug. Yeah, I, I don't. Uh, I, I'm not that guy. Sorry. Okay, and you know, in the military, working on tanks and Bradleys, you yeah, uh-huh, I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, 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 if if I if and I maybe this is maybe this is really being mean, but if I saw a newbie get a torque wrench out to tighten up a drain plug, I think I'd be a little nervous. Because by then, if you well, don't know how to get one tightened correctly, I'm I'm sorry. You know, but how many have how many times did you see a do-it-yourself or over-tighten? Oh, all the time. That's what I mean. If they that, have to have a torque wrench to know they're going too tight, we have problems. Well, that's why I do it, because sometimes I don't know my own strength. Well, and in that, if that's the case, then use one, yes. But in that yeah, case, you yeah, probably I, need an inch pound, because you don't want it well, that tight. I, well, according to, I actually was able to go online to Ram, and it's 25 foot-pounds. Okay, well, that's... Well, and keep in mind, most, at least the old days, a lot of the torque wrenches, if you got below 30, they were not very effective under 30. So that's why I say in a lot of those, you'd have, you'd have to convert it and go to inch pounds because the, inch a lot pounds, of the old torque yeah. wrenches didn't go much below 30. Um, mine goes down to 10, the one I have. So Good. 25 is okay. Oh, you're fine then. But, all right. So, you know, I had to rebuild the whole front end on my Ram because Correct. I busted that strut and I did the whole thing. And... I'm underneath changing the oil last week, and the sway bar links, a year old, were worn out. And I had put new bushings and new sway bar links in. And, I mean, they were tore up. And That's I'm trying odd. to figure out what would cause. Yeah. Just the, so just the rubber end link bushings? Yeah, the rubber on the top. Did you over-torque it? We're, 
No, it's 20 pounds to the ah. top. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Good one. Uh, you, no, other than you living on a dirt road, John, I don't know. So I said, all right, well, maybe I got crappy sway bar bushings. Maybe. I couldn't get them at, I couldn't get them at Napa, and I got them at O'Reilly. So yeah. I went online because Napa didn't have them again, and I got Moog brand sway bar bushings. It which should be fine. As far as I go back, uh, brand new, and I got new links, also Moogs. Okay. And I put it back together, and I'm going to just keep an eye on it. But Yeah, they shouldn't be wearing out that fast. No, now, you, you, all, you could always go to a urethane you know, bushing, energy, energy suspension or something like that. You could do a urethane you know, bushing, and they wouldn't wear out. The downside is the rides are is stiffer with the urethanes. And I'm just wondering with the dirt road. Could be. Could if. If the, I actually need to replace the actual sway bar. No. They, those hardly ever wear out. I've seen them break okay. if guys get them, you know, torqued too much, you know, you know off-road and things like that. Uh, you know, in my lifetime, right. I've maybe seen one or two ever break in my entire career. Um, they, they don't break that often. And they don't wear okay. out. And then, then last question. And I went to three different – I went to Ram. I went to Napa. And I went to Advance, and I went to A1 Auto, and I looked up the part for the truck for the sway bar bushings by VIN number, and they all gave me the same number, including the RAM part, well, the equivalent. Mm-hmm. Is, should those be extremely hard to get the new ones in? In other words, really, you got to really push on it with one hand to start the bolts? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure yeah. that I was getting the right size, even yeah. though yeah, no, that sounds right. Every book. Sometimes, okay, I mean, so. you mean, some of those back in the day, you'd even have to sometimes take a, a big pair of channel locks and try to squeeze things together a little bit to, you know, squeeze the washers down some to get the nut started. So yeah, that's not uncommon, John. Okay, okay, just wanted to. They make do sure that so you can get enough I squish would. in them. Yep, and I torqued everything to the spec, so. I you know, should be good. You hate it. You know what? But that's a, no, 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 no. I, you know, let me. I should rephrase that. You know, if you're if you're somebody like you that doesn't do this every day, all day long, yes, a torque wrench right. for the majority of things that you're doing would be very, you know, would be highly recommended. On the same token, if you've, you know, it's like a guy pounding nails. If you've done that your entire life, you know exactly what you're doing, and you can pretty much feel yeah. where you're at, and you can put a torque wrench on it afterwards, and probably be within a pound or two. Okay, fine, go for it. Yeah, that was the only. I, I just remembered. I, I years ago, you gave me a hard time about doing that. <laughs> I love but making fun of you, John. About, yeah, you are. <laughs> it's okay. The other thing is, I always go around because my wife had worked on on her Durango, and this was years ago. Uh-huh. And they they forgot to tighten one of the lugs. Uh, no, uh, nothing wrong with doing wheels, that. That's a great idea. And she she they didn't tighten the wheel, and it came off on her. Yep. And you know. Took it back to the shop. They made everything right with no issues whatsoever. But now, whenever I get my tires done, I grab a lug wrench and just put it on at least two lugs on every tire. Nothing wrong with that. Sure that they're, you know, because all you need is one tire to come off doing 80 miles an hour on the interstate, and you're a dead man. Nope. Or no, could be. Nothing wrong with that. You know, I, I keep doing it. Yep. Hey, John, have a great weekend. You too, man. Appreciate it. Happy Mother's Day, John. Thanks for calling in and all your support. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Jeff in Western Montana, you're up, sir. Uh, you there, Jeff? 
Uh, one more time. Let's try it once more. Now? There we go. I got you now. You... Okay. Uh, vehicle. Uh... Jeff, I tell you what, I'm going to put you on hold for a minute. I'm losing about every other word. Larry, let's see if we can get a better connection there, and then we'll get Jeff back on. So don't go anywhere, Jeff. Hang tight. We'll get you right back on once we get to a better spot with you. Conrad, what's going on? Hey, good show today, guys. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I remember when I was a little kid, my mom, we were driving in on the brakes and I hit my head on the dashboard. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, you're not, not having seatbelts. Oh, yeah. Maybe two years old. Yeah, that I was... I remember it happening, but she, yeah. she told me about it. I think, I think maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe that was the problem with our generation. We hit our head too much. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's what's wrong. Made us hard-headed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then the car we had, that route was really cool. We had a, a 69, bought a brand new 69 old 88 with a 455 rocket engine. In yeah. It, and that, that was a... I kind of learned to drive with that. I'd love to find one of those old uh, wagons. We talked about that a few weeks ago because, I, again, I remember being a kid, you know, having having one of the Vista Cruiser type, you know, wagons back in the day that my my mom had, and yeah, I was a, I, I'd love to find one of those. Exactly. All right, you guys have a great day. You too, Conrad. Appreciate it very much. Yeah, in fact, those old wagons, you know, you'd get in the very back, you'd sit opposite. You know, you'd look out the back window yeah. as a kid. Who who thought that was a good idea? You'd never you wouldn't do that today. There's no way they'd get no. that passed today. Not gonna happen. Just be all buckled up and well, of course seat. of course the Subaru brats used to sit outside. Yeah, that was in the, the best. In, the, in the bed of the truck, and you had little grab handles grab you hung handles. onto. That's right. Yeah. Go figure. <laughs> all right, Jeff, are you back with us? I hope so. Can there we go. Now? That's better. Definitely. Okay. Well, maybe. Let's try it again. Jeffrey, okay. I'm going to put Jeff on hold again one more time. Jeff, get in a better spot. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Lines open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special on your Audi, Volkswagen, or BMW. This month, save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. For over 38 years, Geno's Auto Service has been serving customers along the front range. Geno's works on American, Asian, and European models. At Geno's, we are big believers in catching problems before they start. By following your manufacturer's recommended service dates, you will keep your car performing and get the most out of your vehicle. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. Take advantage of Gino's European Car Special this month and save $30 on any repair or maintenance of $300 or more. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Gino's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. 
Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, slow down and put on your hazards, find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic, keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them, and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop, and then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic, altercations, and accidents, so put this number into your phone. 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm, and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, yep, that last ad, great brand new sponsor of Drive Radio, Stack Optical. So if you need anything when it comes to eyeglasses, contacts, getting an eye exam, Alan's the guy. They've got everything they, you need, one-stop shopping. They do everything there, even as far as how glasses are made. I watched that the other day when I was there. So they do the whole nine yards. Uh, one of the last places around that actually still does everything for you. One-stop shopping. They're not sending things off to a, a place to have them done. And then, you know, you then get the glasses, and they may or may not be right. No, everything's done on-site. You can even see where it's done. And uh, Alan's a great guy. And by the way, it doesn't matter. Contacts, reading glasses, regular glasses, sunglasses, shooting glasses, driving glasses, prescription, non, you name it. They've got it all. Stack Optical. They're at basically Evans and Monaco. It's easy to find, uh, really kind of in the center of town. So, Jeff, let's try this again. Are you back now? Yeah, I'm out in the country driving. There we go. That sounds better. So if it it doesn't go through, I'm going to just give up. We're all right. Let's try it. Okay. First two questions, uh, or first two comments, were on uh, Mother's Day. Uh, my, we had a 52 uh, Chevy pickup, and my mom hated to drive that thing, but occasionally it was the vehicle that she right. had to drive. So, right. Um, she could not find reverse on that truck to save her butt. And so she would park where she didn't have to back out, but if she did, more than once you'd see us kids pushing that truck out into traffic. 
so she could put it in first So she could get into first and go? That's hilarious. Yep. Yep. So. That's funny. Uh, life on our plantation. And then uh, my dad was really cheap, and we had a uh, 60 uh, Biscayne that uh, the starter, the solenoid, which, uh, that started the malfunction. He swapped the washers around on it to get the pits away, and but eventually it would just give up the ghost, and you'd never know when. So he had a piece of the horn assembly. Remember when they were chromed? Mm-hmm. A piece had broken off, and we kept that in the uh, glove compartment, and that was our starter. We popped the hood. Oh, boy. Turned out the solenoid. That's funny. Get it running. And, yep. Yeah, and she, she would cuss every time we had to do that. But, uh, boy, we knew how to find it. So uh, my question is on electronic modules, mm-hmm. and it, it's prompted by a uh, that uh, – 2004 SSR I bought. Apparently with SSRs, the roof door module, the RDM, is pretty fragile, and uh, they don't make them anymore, and they're becoming harder and harder to find. And so I, I didn't know if this was the case for other electronic modules as well. And is there somebody out there who builds an emulator? Because in the defense contracting world, we had a lot of old systems that you couldn't actually find replacement parts for the system, but you could emulate the system and software in another computer and uh and you know you could do all the functions and goes into and goes out as and stuff and i don't know if there's a company out there that makes emulators for for automotive uh electronic modules that could uh do something like that i haven't seen on that i've seen on suspension so a lot of times you go from air ride to you know, non. standard suspension, yeah. and they'll put an emulator, but the emulators they make are terrible and last about, you know, two years, and then they die out. But that's that's the only time I've seen an emulator on stuff like that. Yes, I was I was thinking if you had the pinouts of all of the uh, of all the connections and you knew what the logic circuit was, you could just have some, you could just kind of replicate all that software. Because I guess the RDM is is three uh, PC boards. Uh, sandwiched together mm-hmm. and nobody knows how to make them anymore and it's just you know you, you've got a you've got a convertible truck that you can't operate the top because the system that operates mm. it is broken so mm. so that that's driving my question yeah i mean if you had a lot of time a raspberry pi could make that happen pretty easily <laughs> right yeah that's what i was thinking but uh and as retired folks, a lot of us in that area have a lot of time, so um, that was my thought. But I didn't know. I just was checking to see if there was a company. I, I know of none. Yeah, I don't know of any. Because you can probably find for other engine modules, the engine control and, uh, and other stuff, you can probably find those pretty, pretty easily. They are, yeah. For, you know, the common stuff such as ECUs and stuff like that, you can find all kinds of modules that you can do whatever you want with you know they even even build kits for a lot of cars where you can solder the whole module together yourself and plug it into your laptop and do whatever you want to do with it but it's Mm. the the smaller components you know like bcms and and things of that nature that nobody really spends the time on because the market's not big enough i think right that's why they don't do not enough sales for it yep okay all right that was it jeff thanks as always we appreciate it very much Russ and Cheyenne, you're next. What's going on, Russ? Hey, how's it going? Good, hey, sir. For that last guy, there's a at the car shows. I can't remember the name of the company, 
but there he sells like LEDs and all kinds of stuff like that, and he will build stuff like that for you. It's oh. not cheap, but he'll, okay. I can't remember for the life of me what the guy's name is, but he's always at the car shows down there. Well, I I know how to get a hold of Jeff, so if you find that Russ, you know, email me and I'll get that off to him. Okay. If you yeah, think of it or, or something, just let me know. Yeah, because he's kind of like on the level of Dakota Digital, but he's he's yeah. there in Denver. Okay. Um, for the life of me, I can't think of the name of the. Like gold electronics or something. Yeah, like that. and I have no idea. But if you <clears throat> if you remember, let me know. Goldentronics. Yeah. Goldentronics. Mm, I don't know. I. He, it's based out of Denver. There. Um, when you guys, last time I went to the uh, good guys show, he was there. Hmm. So that, okay. that would have been what three years ago or so. Yeah. Well, uh, it, they maybe, came gold, back last maybe year. Maybe it is so. Goldenrod. Maybe it is Goldenrod Electronics. That just rings a bell to me. So. Yeah, I think that might be it. Now that you're saying that. Okay, we'll we'll look so it up and see if we can find it. That might be an option for him. Um, for as far as a, I have a grandma story. Um, yeah, let's hear it. My grandma used to have an old uh, Chrysler New Yorker, and uh, you know, back in the days where we didn't know what seatbelts were, you know, for. Yep. Um, my little sister would always sit on the front edge of the seat, and it got to the point my grandma, you know, would was gotten to the point where she's doing a little bit more panic stop so she'd hit the brake and my little sister kept breaking the windshield out of her car with oh, her no. head oh no and uh which my sister had a pretty solid head i guess i guess Finally, so she got she got banned to the back seat because my grandma got Jeez. tired of putting windshields in her car oh my word you gotta smack <laughs> it pretty hard to do that russ yeah, no. that's I bad know, that makes me laugh that's hilarious <laughs> holy cow so, and, 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 just, and you know, never had any you know injuries or anything along those lines. No, My no. Good night. <laughs> it was just so funny because it would happen so fast. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> My grandma would be all upset. It was, I don't know, it was just those old memories, I guess. And they hit uh, you. That was pretty funny, actually. So, but I, I think she put three windshields in her. Oh car my that word! Last, that last summer, that finally she got banned to the back seat. So, that's hilarious. Yeah. Good so, story. Good old memories, I guess. Yeah, that's a good story. Well, if you find that yeah, other right. uh, name, let me know, and I'll send it off to him. Okay. All yeah, right, man. It might be Goldenrod Electronics. So. Okay, yeah, man. I think, I think it's Golden. I okay. just okay. texted okay, you. Okay, yeah. perfect. All right. Russ, thank you. Appreciate that very much. Uh, Mike in Highlands Ranch, you're next. Go ahead, Mike. Hey, real quick, John. Um, I was wondering about gross vehicle weight and and how much you can put in a truck because i get confused about them okay and i just was out running errands and saw what i i consider people under trucked and my memory is that if you've got a half ton truck it holds a thousand pounds with fuel with passengers and so by the time you load a couple hundred pound guys and fuel You've only got 500 more pounds you can put in the bed. It really, anymore now, it, not quite the rule of thumb it used to be. And what I mean by that is every truck, depending upon how it was outfitted, made, uh, bed length, and so on, you know, gets factored into that. And the answer is you got to open the door and look at the tag that's right on the inside of the door, and it literally will tell you this is the gross vehicle weight rating of the truck, how much you can put on the front, how much you can put on the back. It's all on that sticker right on the door jam. Okay, because that's it, gross vehicle weight. There's about three different 
uh, three different uh, initials that the right. that manufacturers use that that are uh, I get confused on, and so I sit and some of them will even I, give I, you you know my payload capacity, but again that varies depending upon like you said a moment ago what else is in the truck. Well, payload doesn't. I see so many people out there going, and even my neighbor, he said, well, you know, this is a three-quarter ton, so I can put three-quarters of a ton in it. I said, not with you and the gas in it. You can't. Well, and depending upon the three-quarter ton, you might be able to do a lot more than three-quarters of a ton. It depends on the vehicle, how it was outfitted, what engine's in it, what transmission's in it, the axle ratio. I mean, there's all sorts of factors on trucks that, that come into play here that, again, to your point, Mike, I mean, I, I was going to talk about this anyway, so it's a great, great segue, and I, and I appreciate you bringing it up. I see so many trucks, I guess because I go up I-70 so much anymore, but so many vehicles, trucks, not the right answer, so many vehicles going up even I-70 that literally it's it's an under vehicle for the the, the trailer that's being hauled. It, it's, a, you know, under truck maybe isn't the right word. It's under SUV'd, under wagoned, under, I can, I can go down the right, list of vehicles right. I've seen towing that shouldn't be. I can't. I can too. And you're right. We're on the same page there. I didn't. Yeah. So that that uh, door sticker helps. Uh, uh, and, I, and by I the way, that's it, really that that's the standard. I mean, if there's ever a question as to you know what's this vehicle's capability, that's the answer. Whatever's on that door sticker. Because even back in the day when we would do a lot of you know work on vehicles, you know trucks, off-road units, and so on. Yeah, I was always very careful when a guy would say, you know, hey, I want, I want to, I want to up the payload on my truck. I'm like, we we can't change the GVWR of your vehicle. We can put some load leveling devices on your vehicle to help you with the capacity the truck has, you know, that, that's intrinsic to the vehicle itself. But we cannot raise the gross vehicle weight rating of the vehicle. That's, you know, it's just you can't. It's it's not lawful. Okay. It's just not not doable. Now you can do things to make the suspension level out and do some things that make that more. You know, which you always have to wonder why didn't they do that from the factory? Well, because it's cost. Well, no, I understand. And there's but the other side of that coin, in my opinion, you help me out. You guys are the expert. Is you start changing a lot of that stuff, you can. You can change the suspension geometry, and and there's all kinds of things that you affect when you start doing True. that stuff. Well, and the biggest thing uh, and the reason why the factories didn't do more of the load leveling on the front side, airbags and so on, is everything I just said, Mike, changes the ride quality of the vehicle. The biggest reason why you don't see the factories do it is because they want that. They're, they're selling those things based upon a smooth ride. Now, on the half ton and down, getting to three-quarter tons is not as big of a deal because they're – they're rough anyways but 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 you know i say that so, yet my 2019 you know ram 3500 mega cab has air suspension in the rear that makes the ride quality better and keeps things level at the same time so some of them do offer that so let me real quick because i know you got to go to break you're but, fine so when you're looking at what it says on the door and depending on the model i mean you've got you got so many different things. You got a three-quarter ton super duty, or a three-quarter ton heavy duty, or a three or a half ton with with this suspension mod, or, or that that is on the option list. And so the reference point is still that that door label, like it would be for tire pressure. Correct. And then it's the total. It's the uh, gross vehicle. It's the total of 
of of what you put in the back in the bed and and what you put in the cab and and, and, and again and, for everybody uh, listening if you ever question it you can always go to the specifications of the vehicle that you own uh, go to the manufacturer's gotcha. website even and you can typically pull down what that particular vehicle with that engine and transmissions capabilities are because to your point, Mike, there is a rating on what you can literally put on the vehicle as far as the weight capacity right. goes. There's also going right. to be a towing rate that the vehicle has the capability of as well. So that's a totally different now conversation because you may have 500 pounds of ton weight towing, you know, towing a 7,500 total pound trailer. And if the vehicle's gotcha. total towing capacity is 5,000, you just exceeded that by 2,500, even if it's got a light tongue load. John, you just made another point for me. Thank you so much. You've had shows on this before, and and I've listened to them, but I, it's been a while, and so many people don't get that particular that nuance you just said is critical, and I see that exceeded constantly. Me too, <laughs> me too. And, and the problem is, and you're right. I, I probably should just dedicate a show. Maybe maybe next week I'll even do that. I'll put some things together, and we we'll talk more in depth about it next week but really what a lot of this i think comes down to mike and and i'll just say it i don't i don't don't care i don't care step on somebody's toes or not it's the trailer guys that are at the fault here by the way because because the person coming in with a you know half ton truck they roll in there with an ecoboost f-150 or or a silverado or whatever and they they get in there and the you know they're looking at a particular trailer and by the time they're all done outfitting it and full propane and full water and full this and full that and they throw all their crap in and then they stick an atv on the back of another tra- you know on another trailer behind that you know before it's all said and done they're so overloaded it's ridiculous the trailer guy's not going to say anything they don't care no, no, you are absolutely right. I see it. I've seen it at Camping World, for God's sake. Yeah. Where, oh, no, it'll tow it just fine. Boom, 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 boom. They're trying and, to and here And the here's trailer. the other. I was talking to my wife about this last weekend because we went up to Breck and back. And here's the other thing that's happened. And for all of you listening, I can remember Mike, you know, hauling horses and doing different things as, you know, young, young man, you know, 20, 25 years of age or so. And keep in mind, these would have been back in the day where if you had a really good, solid, powerful three-quarter ton truck, you might be able to haul four horses up and over the pass at a top speed of about 45 miles an hour, and you were doing good. <laughs> these vehicles today, even a half-ton truck with four horses behind it, will run up the hill at 65, 70 miles an hour, no problem. So we've got more than enough power. Problem is, we don't have enough truck. Right, right. Oh, John, you just, I mean, I grew up on a ranch in Wyoming, and I got those same memories, and yep. and I look now, uh, you couldn't be more correct, and, and, and I would and, look forward and, to, and I, to... But, Mike, to your point, what's happened is, because we've now got all this power, which we do, these guys think they're invincible yep. with this truck, and they'll put anything possible behind it. Oh, Lord, I, I cannot believe some of this stuff. So, so, and real quick, just for an example, and I'll, I'll get into this more next week, but I just went real quick and looked up at the media site for Ram, just because we were talking Ram a moment ago. Right, so a, right. a Ram uh, three-quarter ton truck, uh, and this is how they're rating it, best-in-class towing up to 37,090 pounds with a Ram 3500 dually. Towing is 20,000 pounds, a payload of 7680 so what that tells you is you're far exceeding what the three-quarter ton or even the 2,000-pound, one-ton capacity you would think would be. That's on a new Ram 3500 Dually. 
yes, yes. I I've seen the ads, and and that's one of the reasons I wanted to call. I went, you you got to be kidding me! You're telling me you can tow thirty thousand pounds? Yep. And yep. I I just went wow. Thirty seven okay. actually thirty seven oh ninety. Which again, you look at what a class, you know, what a CDL licenses you know for me as a commercial you know operator if, if i've got a vehicle that weighs that much even on that type of truck i got to put a cdl driver in it yet you mike could go get a huge fifth wheel put a boat behind it weigh forty thousand pounds total and roll down the road with no problem and no no extra license needed and no training and no training and that's uh, see and then and and then of course tongue weight and and yep. and we all know how the trailer I, I mean i just it's stunning to me i, I agree with you and, I, and it, I, again it, to me it's almost criminal that we allow that and yet i as an operator if i put even myself in it with a non cdl license if i drove that truck with my name on the side of it i'm going to get a ticket unbelievable yep go figure I, it's just something that i see all the time that i I, and I, I was confused because there's so many different, there's gross vehicle weight, there's gross, you know, there's there's three or four. Well, there's, you know, yeah, there's payload, towing capacity, GVWR, and again, anybody listening on trucks, now I don't know about some of the SUVs, i got to check that out, Mike, that's where I'll bring some of this back even next week. Trucks, it's all on that sticker on the door jam. SUVs, I, you gotta go, you got to do more digging. If you've got a... You know BMW X5, and you're going to go put a you know tent trailer behind it. I don't know where that's at on an X5 or if it even is. Yeah, see that's that's. But they well, do it. I've, you know, that, I know they do it. I've seen it. If you're bu- if you're buying any of the foreign stuff to tow anything with, you're out of your mind. Oh, I think you are, but that's just me. I, I mean, I'm saying just, that on a light SUVs. Period. I don't think light SUVs should have a trailer hitch. But that's just me. Grand Cherokee diesel. That's, well, they they, they shouldn't. They're they're mom they're mom bombs. They're, I know. They're they're mom they're mom bombs. I get okay, it. Let's call it like it is. I get it. <laughs> Mike, right, I appreciate friend. it, man. No, Thank as always, I will. I'll, I'll look that up and do some more of that next week. Uh, not a problem. I'll, I'll put some things together. And, and if any of you have anything you want to send me, feel free to do so. Mike and Eric, you guys hang tight. We'll be right back. I'm sorry we went a little long there, but we'll get things caught up here. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Ken's and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. Did you know that for 27 years running, the number one reason for a call to AAA is for a jump start? At the center of your car's starting and charging system is the battery, which helps ensure dependable vehicle operation and starting whenever you need your car. Things like driving and weather conditions, mileage, vehicle age, or excessive electrical draws from the vehicle's entertainment system can all cause premature aging on the vehicle's starting and charging system. But the most common reason for a cold start failure is a result of improper maintenance originating from battery corrosion. Once a month or every thousand miles or so, you should inspect the battery terminals for corrosion or debris that may inhibit proper vehicle starting or charging. Ensure that your battery posts are clean and protected with an anti-corrosive battery pad and a sealer. And by keeping your starting and charging system well-maintained, you can always be confident that your car will start on even the coldest of Colorado mornings. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. 
You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties or worse none at all you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield find a Novus location near you by going to our website drive-radio.com just click on the Novus link that's Novus Autoglass a proud sponsor of Drive Radio we live in uncertain times energy prices are through the roof but what can you do? You only have one option for your electrical and natural gas needs. Absolute Electrical Heating and Air can help you keep those costs in line by giving you a free evaluation of your heating, cooling, and electrical demands. They have several ways to save you money, one of which is an infrared test to see where heating and cooling losses may be in your home. Once they do this, they can test and help you determine what can best be done to help reduce those losses and how you can save money. They also have more efficient devices that you can upgrade to that will save you money and make your home more comfortable year after year. So for all of your electrical heating and cooling needs, give them a call today at 720-526-0231 or find them at fixitradio.com or drive-radio.com. That's Absolute Electrical Heating and Air, our major sponsor of Fixit Radio, Drive Radio, and of course, Ready Radio. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. Most food is getting more expensive at the grocery stores, and it's largely due to the ever-increasing cost of transportation. Because they buy many local products raised right here in Colorado, RanchFreshMeats.com has some inflation-fighting deals to help you feed your family. This month, get 99% lean ground chicken breast on sale for only $2.99 a pound. This all-natural chicken breast is grown right here in Colorado. They also have a sale this month on Colorado-raised ground beef and bison. Have your pick of the best grass-fed, grain-fed, organic ground beef or bison found in the marketplace. The folks at RanchFreshMeats.com ask their friend Tim Beeler, who raises only heritage Duroc pork, to give them a special on-ground pork and breakfast sausages this month to offer their Colorado customers an inflation-fighting fill-your-freezer deal. And Tim agreed. 
Go to RanchFreshMeats.com to see all of their monthly specials. And thank you for buying local. All right, we are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. My great insurance guy, Paul Lumberger, with us today from American National Insurance. Paul, and uh, if you need anything, just call Paul directly. Josh Goff from Legacy Automotive up in Boulder, which has used cars we're selling now as well. So if you need anything along those lines, let Josh know, and he can either find you something. Right now, not a lot of inventory. So if you want something, you have to call him and say, here's what I want, and then he'll do his best to, to find it for you. Mike in Westminster, you're next, sir. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to poke at the fire. Go ahead. Grandma and Grandpa driving the 45-foot motorhome. Yeah. I mean, those should be licensed CDL at least. Mike, I I mean, here's my point. If I, as an operator, have to, why don't they? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, back when, back, it was a 61, 62 Corvair. So that was, I was, you know, six, seven years old. My hands were... uh, three years older than I, and we were all riding the back of our Greenberg bus, and the doors popped out, oh, no. and Connie fell out of the bus. Oh, no. I mean, scrapes and bruises, nothing real major, because we were just going to the pool. <laughs> but after that, we had to put a, and I'll say a twisting butterfly lock on the door. Yeah. To where you had to twist it up so you could open the door and had to twist it down we had to twist it down so you know to get so we could get going right so it wouldn't fall out unbelievable Th- those the, are those the good old days mike oh hell yes <laughs> <laughs> oh that's crazy and you guys mentioned the uh, subaru brat yes um when i lived in Arvada, we had my kids and we were going someplace in my little courier pickup had their butts against the against the uh, cab on the floor, and some Karen turned us in. For having them in the back. Cops came knocking on my door, and this was in the uh, 90s, and, you know, gave me a scolding, too. In the 90s? In the 90s. That was pretty common in the 90s, by the way. And it was funny, because they said, if you had a Subaru Brat, because the Brats have the seatbelts in them, you would be legal. Okie dokie. I didn't think in the 90s that was illegal. Apparently. Those, those guys, by the way, have never been to Mexico because they'll put about 10 of those folks in the back of a pickup in Mexico and drive around, no problem. I, I got one better for you. You look at some of these people, and I'll use the Asia in general, yeah. on the scooters oh, with yeah. all the stuff all over them. Yeah, what are those things called? Tuk Tuks or something like that? Yeah, Tuk Tuks. Here you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah load them up. It's, I mean, the the... Load they have weighs more than the bike. That's and right, the lady driving. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Good story, <laughs> have Mike. A good one. You bet, Mike. Good story. Appreciate it. Eric, you're next. Go ahead. Hello, Eric. Hello. Here we go. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to listen to next week's. I'm I'm one of those people that's got an undersized truck and a uh, a too big trailer. I'll dial you in this next week because I'll I'll get you know. I could do it today, but I want to dedicate you know the full three hours to it because no. we can have calls and stuff on it that way as well. But yeah, I'll get all of the the facts, figures, what a door sticker looks like, all of that, and yeah, we can go through all that next week. I'd, I'll be happy to do that, Eric. Right. So getting to today's question, I have a 2006 Toyota Cam- uh, Highlander Hybrid. Okay. 
and the 12 volt battery in it is new. Okay. However, when I shut the car off for any period of time and then I turn it back on, the clock has lost its memory. Mm. And the digital display that shows like outdoor temperature, mm -hmm. indoor, you know, all that type of right. stuff, it loses its memory also. And actually, the other day, and this has been getting more frequent that there's a problem with it. Okay. Uh, the other day, I started the car after work, and both of those were totally off for almost two and a half, three minutes. And I, I would push the button to, like, set clock, and part of the LED would light up, but not the whole, whole display. And after three minutes, it all came on. Hmm. I've, I'm wondering if there's a relay that's going bad or... or <laughs> And the 12-volt battery itself is good. And you don't lose, like, no, presets? The, 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 the radio presets stay fine. Okay, so they're all still there. So that's probably in that system itself. Is yours the clock with the clock and the temperature in the same display, or are they two separate ones on that one? They're two separate displays. The, the one is a, a, a sophisticated, you know, it shows what you select for like vent and floor and and all of that and then mm -hmm. the clock is just a, a basic green LED display that's separate. Hmm. Yeah, that one we'd have to look at. Oh, yeah, I'm with Josh, so I'm guessing that's in another system outside of even the... It's got to be outside of the main battery or you'd be losing presets yeah, and other things. presets and all that, that's what I was asking. Yeah, trouble starting and all that also. Right. Yeah, and that that was part of what was yeah. confusing me. Cause it's like I have no trouble starting, no evidence of the the battery losing its power, and the clock. Uh, I mean, the radio presets remain fine, mm. which would be twelve volt memory also. Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's got to be a separate module yep. handling those two different displays. I agree. I agree. Uh, you know, you're in you're in Littleton. Ask Genos; they're closest to you, Eric. If they could look at that for you. Okay. Actually, I, I made a mistake saying Littleton. I grew up in Littleton. I live in Aurora. Oh, Aurora. Okay. Uh, Ken, Ken Rackley, Tune Tech. He can look at it as well. Either one. Okay. All right. All right, Eric. Well, Thank you. No, appreciate it very much. Greg, Franktown, got a title question. Hang tight. Tim and Longmont on converter, Cadillac converter theft. We'll be right back, guys. Don't go anywhere. Drive radio, KLZ 560. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. No one likes to be that person. You know the one, stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person, ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555. 
or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination, but those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Arvada West Auto and Truck has been serving all of Western Arvada, Golden, and Wheat Ridge for more than 40 years, and they're proud to keep their customers' vehicles on the road. After starting out as a small gas station, they moved into their current building in 2004 at 11752 West 64th Avenue. Arvada West is a Napa Gold Shop, a designation only a few in the nation receive. And after 40 years of service, Arvada West Auto and Truck achieved the Napa Auto Care Shop of the Year for the Rocky Mountain Division of Napa. They'd be thrilled to welcome you to their family. Stop by or call Arvada West Auto and Truck, 11752 West 64th Avenue, just west of Sims, or call them at 303-422-1065. We are back. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Tim and Longmont, you are next. Thanks for holding. What's going on, sir? Hello, Tim. Oh, Tim, are you there? I hear you. There's a delay. All right, Tim, I'm going to put you on hold for just a minute. Uh, grab that radio knob and turn it off because there's always a delay, about 90 seconds, by the way. So uh, we'll get you in just a second, though. Greg in Franktown, you're next. Yeah, I just uh, had a question. I didn't know if you've heard anything on um, the state pulling back titles from people with existing military vehicles. I have. I've read a lot about it, and it's kind of a hit-and-miss thing from what I've gathered. Uh, I think our state legislature did a terrible job with that. Not sure why they needed to dink with it at all, to be honest with you. But, yes, some of those have, have been have been pulled. So if you've got an old military vehicle, you need to do some work on that to make sure that you're going to keep your title. Okay, I've got a, a World War II Jeep and a World War II Dodge. Um, so they're both in the 1942-43, and those were originally supposed to be protected as historical vehicles. Um, so I'm just worried if they're going to send me an off-road title on this. I mean, I just use them for parades and, and shows and stuff, but they kind of really will devalue I'm it. guessing the, the little a, Jeep you'll probably be fine on. It's the bigger one I would be concerned with, Greg. Yeah, it, it's just a World War II Dodge like Patton used to ride around right. in the battlefield. It's, right. But it's a three-quarter ton Dodge, so yep. I just hate to see them do anything pre-45. It's To me, it's not necessary. But uh, the, the whole law wasn't <laughs> necessary, if you ask me. I, they, they were trying to do something good, and they screwed it all up. Right. Typical. No, um, I'm, I'm being honest, guys. I mean, this is this is on both yeah. parties because both parties, by the way, in Colorado were involved with this whole debacle. Yeah, I have no idea what. The, and here, here's what I understand, Greg. Just I'm going to I'm going to vent for a second. I know some of the guys that were involved in the writing of that law. I never got a single phone call from any legislature, a legislator on what they should or shouldn't have done in this particular regard. I know. I'm going to brag for a second. I'm about as much of an expert in that world as any of those guys down there at the Golden Dome are, and I never got a phone call, Greg. Yeah. What a bunch of crap. Well, I'm just, 
I've not uh, gotten plates. I'm going to get the horse's carriage plates for them, but I'm afraid to apply for them right now if they decide, well, this guy's got a WC-56 command car. Let's take his title. I can't say as I blame you. And they again, they screwed it up. So, I don't know why. I don't know what they were... Th- I don't know why they needed to dink with it. They didn't. Right. It was fine the way it was. Typical government. Around? They try to do something good, and they screw it up in the process. Yeah. You think that something could be come come back around to protect those vehicles? They're again, trying or? to fix it. Gonna... From to my knowledge, they're they're working on that, trying okay. to get that handled and fixed. But I have no idea where that's going to go, Greg. Okay, I don't know if I ought to just get uh, the the collector insurance on it and use it in parades. If I get pulled over with no plates, take the ticket. But... You know what my recommendation is? Go title that thing out of state, where it's not an issue. Yeah. Right. Go yeah. go. There's companies, by the way, that will do that for you. South Dakota, Montana, other places. I'd go register that thing somewhere else if it were me. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I had a friend of mine just got two titles, but he titled his as a a '43 Dodge truck, so there's no okay. conflict. But mine's title is a WC56, which which is a problem. Is a man car. And That's right. My Jeep is a Ford GPW, which they looked that up, and all of a sudden they see it's a a military Jeep. If I, again, if I were you guys in that world, I, I'd tell Colorado to take a hike, and I'd go title it and register it somewhere else. Yeah, okay. I appreciate it. Thank you're you welcome. No, you're welcome. And, yes, I have been following that. And, yes, I'm ticked because not one single person that was involved in that called, in my opinion, any experts to find out what should we do or not do in this particular area, or should we just leave it alone? And no one called me on this at all. And, yeah, my tick, yeah, because we do this stuff every single day. Why they didn't call for some advice is beyond me. Tim and Longmont, you're next. Yes. Uh, I was wondering what uh, Paul recommends as far as insuring an older vehicle to protect against uh, catalytic converter theft. I had a 97 Jeep Grand Cherokee I took to the airport, and uh, all I had was liability because of the age. Right. The converter was stolen, and the insurance won't cover it. What, what would you recommend for an older vehicle like that. You just got to carry comprehensive on your car. So if you have comprehensive, you can have comprehensive without collision, and then that way it'd be covered. Is that throughout the, the entire insurance uh, world? Because I contacted my insurance carrier, and I had comprehensive on that because of the uh, rear windows so expensive to replace on that Jeep. And they, my agent said it wasn't covered. Should be. I had, I had that coverage no because collisions accidents but you i would have just called the claim in and have them tell yeah. you I theft mean, he is can, theft yeah yeah he can tell you one thing yeah. but now if you had a thousand dollar deductible and let's say it was only going to be 750 dollars, then you can't claim it because it's under your deductible but no i've no, had people 1200 dollars, and your deductible is uh i think it's 500 I don't know if that one's even worth messing with either, to be honest, because you're back to what we were talking about earlier in the first hour with with uh, uh, Paul, and that is, you know, now these claims start nicking you, and it's going to raise your rates everywhere else. It's probably one of those where you just bite the bullet and pay for it. For $700 check, well, I wouldn't even... What, what I'm going to do, I'm going to drop the insurance, this insurance carrier, and I was going to call Paul because I've got several old vehicles, old Jeeps and things, so I was going to call him anyway. So if I went ahead and had... I'm with Chubb right now. Have them uh, pay the claim. I pay the deductible. Would that hurt me if I change over to Paul's insurance? Let's run your stuff first, and then you can go and look at doing that, because then I'd have your reports, and you wouldn't have any claims on your reports at all. Right. 
because that report's good for 30 days. So do that prior. Yeah, so let's get together. I'll run your stuff, and then you can decide if you want to claim it or not. Because if you claimed it now, it would hurt you. Okay, okay. That sounds good. I'll uh, try to get hold of you next week then. Perfect. And, and my mom, uh, they were at uh, the showroom looking at cars, and they, uh, I think it was about a 93 uh, fire chicken caught her eye. So here was a 7-year-old woman oh, yeah. driving around that Trans Am nice. with full race. Good for her. And so I borrowed it when we went to South Dakota, and that's a fun car to drive yeah. up there on the reservation. Nice. <laughs> Good for her, Tim. Good job. Yeah. Tim, we got to run. With that, thank you very much. John Littleton, hang tight. We'll get to you as soon as we come back. Another hour, full hour coming your way. Don't go anywhere. Myself, Josh Goff, and Paul Lewinberger here on Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.